What's up, guys? How's, uh, how's everybody's summer vacation going? That's the only way we gotta look at this. Remember when you were kids, you would, uh, go away for summer vacation, and kids would just come back in the fall, completely different people. That was always a trip. You'd have some guy come back and he'd six inches taller and he'd went through puberty over the summer and suddenly everything coming out of his mouth sounded like this. And you're like, what the fuck happened to them? That's what this is. It's just people are going to come back completely different people. There's going to be people who are going to come back out of this and they're going to look like Schwarzenegger. Uh, there's going to be people who are going to come out of this and they're going to shave their heads. A lot of people are going to shave their heads before this is done. <laughs> the madness is going to catch them, and that'll be the end. The final terminating point of all of this is people are going to start just going, <sighs> staring off into the distance. <laughs> you know that scene in movies where things are going really well for someone, and then they just decide to shave their head alone in a gas station bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the point of the movie where you're like, yeah, oh, this is their high point. <laughs> there's blood everywhere. And they're like, oh, I got to change my jacket. <laughs> Dye my hair. Take it all off. Oh, Lord. I've already had that moment. I've already had the like manic spiral shave your head moment. And let me tell you, it is great. It's awesome. It is pure bliss. That moment of just like, oh, oh no, things are starting to get a little too crazy for me. That moment that that pair of clippers hits your head and you just go, oh, that is, that is one way to just grab control back. <laughs> Mine, my shave your head moment was... I went on a road trip out to, uh, I think I talked about it last week, that metal festival in Wisconsin, and it was nuts. Like, it was 90% humidity, 40 degrees Celsius the whole time, just an absolute shit show weather-wise. We woke up two times on separate days with like three inches of water in the bottom of our tent because it had just seeped up through the ground. The ground was so waterlogged. It had been raining so much and the humidity was so high. And then on the second day, supposed to be Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie headlining, uh, which, by the way, if you ever get the chance to go see Marilyn Manson, it's pretty good. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I was like, yeah, I like, I like some Marilyn Manson songs, but I'm not a, wouldn't say I'm a diehard Manson fan, um, but pretty good, worth seeing. And 20 minutes into his set, he comes out and he's like, they're telling us we got to cut it short. We can only play one more song because there's nine tornadoes headed this way. And we looked up at the sky, and there's just the biggest storm system I've ever seen in my life. And we're like, oh, shit. As soon as he finishes Beautiful People, he's like, bye, runs off stage. We're like, oh, shit, he's running. Should we be? Should we be running? Announcements come over. Everyone go back to your campsites. Evacuate immediately. 
just alarm sounding over this sound system. So we all, there's like 40,000 people at this thing. We're like, ah, I'll just start waddling back to the campsite, get into our cars, crazy just amount of wind and rain. We luckily, you know, missed the tornadoes. And uh, then, uh, so I'm stressed. I'm like, this is just, I wanted to hear more Marilyn Manson. <laughs> the only thing that can help me reduce stress is more of the king of shock rock. <laughs> If I don't hear this is the new shit right now, I'm going to freak out. So then the way back, we kind of like all our clothes are wet. They're all musty. It's just a bad scene. Uh, the tent, a hole ripped in the top of it because of the uh, uh, wind blew it over and just wrecked it all up. So the way back, we just kind of, mad dash the 24 hours of driving as quick as we can um and we get back and on the way back i'm just like oh this is rough i'm not enjoying myself and as soon as i got back i just looked in the mirror and i was like oh look at this haggard motherfucker <laughs> and grabbed the clippers and shaved my head and let me tell you holy moly it was just like oh and apparently all the bad memories of wisconsin just get stored in your hair because <laughs> i felt great afterwards having said that should you shave your head right now no because the great thing is that one moment when you shave your head feels amazing there's nothing like it that's just like pure relief in the moment then you have a shaved head for several months it's not a great risk reward like the cost is heavily outweighing what you're getting back out of it <laughs> it's not great don't shave your head this summer vacation but you know, I think if any of us want to, maybe this is the time to uh, maybe just try out second puberty. I think we might just have to, uh, you know, just artificially deepen your voice, Ch change things about yourself. People don't remember you that well. If you don't see people every day, uh, people are kind of like goldfish. So I wouldn't worry about them going, hey, you changed You've changed how you're doing your hair and it being a big deal. No, this is the moment right now, a great opportunity for you to just things you've wanted to do, but have been like, oh, I don't know if I can change up my whole situation like this. Now's the time to do that. <laughs> Maybe you're stuck in a bad relationship and you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm feeling this anymore. Dump them. You don't have to see them for a couple months anyway. It's summer vacation. That's the time to do it. <laughs> oh, so yeah, right. So far, we've really got into some, uh, I think, solid advice that everyone should be taking. Shave your head, break up with your significant other, and, uh, you know, actually get jacked. If you can get jacked, why not? 
become a become an Instagram fitness model. That's what we need more of. <laughs> the real heroes. Oh my lord. I'm starting to get a lot more fitness influencers popping up in my Discover page. And I don't know if it's because I've been talking about I don't know if it's because in my day-to-day -day life, I've been saying, God, I got to get some more exercise. I'm, you know, I'm not leaving the house. I'm having a tough time uh, keeping active. I'm, you know, starting to not feel good. I need to start getting some, uh, getting outside and doing some activities again. And the little robot in my phone heard that and went, copy that. Uh, let's give him some more fitness influencers. <laughs> It's always a scary moment when you're talking about something, haven't typed it into Google, and then it's your ads immediately. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. They are just listening to us. Yep. Alexa and Siri have betrayed us once again. <laughs> oh, love. Summer vacation. But not like... When you were a kid on summer vacation, you got to go outside a lot. You got to um, go down to the lake. You got to go and ride bikes with your friends. None of that. This is a summer vacation of isolation. <laughs> this is the transformative summer vacation. This is not an enjoyment summer vacation. I'd like to clarify that. You're not supposed to be having fun. <laughs> no one's having fun right now. <laughs> You're here for transformation. It's time to become a new person. <laughs> oh, Lord. I uh, watched It Follows this uh, couple days ago. Yesterday, watched It Follows. I don't know if you guys have seen that movie. It's from 2013, seven years ago. Before the whole summer vacation of uh, the rest of our lives, I would have said, hey, don't talk about a movie that came out seven years ago. People probably aren't going to care about that very much. But also, what is time now? I think uh, we can all agree time is a function of a pre-COVID-19 society, and we are living in a COVID-19 society. So don't worry about it. If you want to start talking to your friends about The Sopranos or Futurama, or Arrested Development, or any of these shows that came out years and years ago that you never got the chance to watch, who cares? Just do it. Everyone's got infinite time right now. There's nothing to do, and there's no new stuff coming out. So, watch old stuff and pretend it's new. It follows. Horror movie. It's a little independent horror movie. Which are always fun. I always like those better than the big budget ones. And basically the premise of it, it's a sexually transmitted ghost. Which sounds weird, admittedly. But what that entails is it's this female, or it's a, the main character is this girl. Name's Jamie. And she has sex with a dude and then he chloroforms her afterwards, and she wakes up tied to a chair, and he's like, hey, there's this thing, and it's going to follow you, and if it catches you, it's going to kill you. Which, great. Don't get, like, don't make premises too complex. The more I watch a movie and they're like, but wait, there's more. I'm like, no, just give me one thing. 
John Wick's a great movie because the whole premise is they killed the wrong dude's dog. That's a great premise. Just, it's one sentence, there's no fat on it, and then you just let Keanu shoot a bunch of Eastern European fellas. Bunch of Vlads. <laughs> it follows. There's this ghost, I had sex with you. It's following you now. If it catches you, it kills you. Only way to get rid of it. You gotta have sex with someone else. Then it's following them until it kills them. Then it'll come back once it has done that to following you again. You got to get it off you again. Great premise. Funniest thing about this movie is, so she's kind of unsure what's going to happen. Oh, and it shows up eventually. She's like, oh, no. So they go, uh, her and a, she's got a group of friends, two dudes in it. One's a big kind of tough fella. One's a little kind of me at 17 fella. <laughs> Just someone who's so scared of women that he's like, ah, <laughs> he's kind of a dweeb. And so this fella, they uh, all go away. They get attacked by the monster. She's like, oh, I got to get this thing off me. So she has sex with the hunky fella. So now the monster is going to be following him, the dick devil, as I would like to call it. <laughs> it's after him now. She's got that dick devil offer. And the worst part is this little dweeby guy is just watching them like get cutesy and cuddly the whole time. Just like, I wish that was me. <laughs> and it's like, hey, man, no, you don't. <laughs> She's got a dick devil. <laughs> if what a fucking idiot this kid is of just watching this girl who, if she has sex with you, a monster will follow you till it kills you. <laughs> and he's like, but I want to have sex with her. I feel like that says a lot about like 18 year old boys. Of just like, there's no, the like risk reward for sex. The reward is so high <laughs> that they will accept any risk. It's like, mm. Mm. I went over to her house and she had a, like a bunch of World War II medals with swastikas on it. And then I went into her room and she had a big, Nazi flag up on the wall and she had a picture a big poster of Hitler with hearts drawn all over it I think she might be a Nazi but I really want to have sex with her so I guess I guess I'll do it there's there's no way to dissuade an 18-year-old boy there's no way you can go hey this is a bad idea a literal Dick devil will come and kill you if you try and have sex with this woman. <laughs> and then the best part is, he's sitting there watching him going, mm. and in the next scene, the hunky fella who she did have sex with gets killed by the dick devil. And so then she goes on the run with the rest of her friends, including the nerdy fella, and he goes, <laughs> has a conversation with her. He's like, why not me? Why didn't you go for a nice guy? 
Man, your friend died like two hours ago because of the dick devil got him. And you're like, I wish she had had sex with me. Oh, that's, this guy does not have his priorities in line at all. <laughs> you gotta watch out for those dick devils. Well, but I really want to get laid. Oh, Lord. I like those independent horror movies. They're fun. And it's also, like, if you're an aspiring filmmaker watching any of these movies, you can make one for, like, $46. Like, it costs $40 million to make a okay comedy. You can make Paranormal Activity for fifteen grand. Like, it's like, oh, you gotta rent a camera. That's all there is to making a horror movie. And they always make money. Like Paranormal Activity, I think it made like $150 million at the box office. I worked in a movie theater when that movie came out. And it sucked going in after the showtime and cleaning <laughs> cleaning out the auditorium because it was just the credits, the credit sounds were just static and like You're like, oh, that's horrifying. And now I'm a 17-year-old, and I just want to have sex. I don't care about the dick devil. Uh, I'm cleaning up the auditorium, picking up other people's popcorn. Oh, a little kid threw up here. I don't know why a little kid's in paranormal activity, but you got to roll with it. Uh, you're cleaning stuff up, and then... Going on in the background... And you're like, I don't think I'm going to take this out in the alley. I think I'm just going to take all this big thing of garbage and I'm going to shove it into one of the regular theater garbages. And I think I'm going to call it a day at that. I think that's all I need to do. I think this is someone else's problem. Next day, I get a call from the manager and he's like, hey, Joel, do you think you could come in and... Um, have a little meeting with us before your shift today? Well, you know, he's 17 years old, 95 pounds soaking wet, terrified of the world, especially of paranormal activity credits, apparently. And I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, I'm nervous. So I go to my shift, show up early, go upstairs. The boss is sitting there in his office, and he's like, Joel, so we found... A, it looks like you just took the garbage from the theater last night and dropped it into one of the auditorium garbages instead of taking it out to the designated dumpster out in the alley. And we would just like to know why you were shirking your responsibilities like this because this is absolutely unacceptable. And then I had to admit to my boss, I was like, because I was scared. <laughs> mm. The credit scared me. <laughs> I have a driver's license. I don't even have a curfew anymore. 
I'm nearly legally an adult, but the credits of the movie frightened me so badly that I couldn't take the garbage out. <laughs> and he had like a write-up paper in front of me to be like, hey, this is a written warning, otherwise you're gonna get fired. And he just grabbed it, pulled it back, and crumpled it up and threw it out. <laughs> Because he was like, well, this kid's clearly having a rough time in life. <laughs> I can't write him up for being scared. <laughs> what, what's the write-up say? <laughs> this is a written warning for being too much of a wuss. <laughs> oh, I didn't even know about the dick devils at that point. If I had known there might be a dick devil coming after me, it would have been a different story. <laughs> I would have never brought the garbage out. Could have been the trailers for Pixar's Brave playing, and I would have gone, no, too scared. <laughs> oh, Lord. That's too funny. But yeah, horror movies, if you're gonna make a movie, make a horror movie. Because even, like, the guy who directed Aquaman and he did a couple Fast and the Furious movies, he got started doing Insidious and The Conjuring. And, like, I think Insidious they made for, like, a couple million dollars, Conjuring maybe for ten. But they have big actors in them. And, like, you don't need big actors. You can make a pretty good horror film with, like, just no one. And, yeah, they always make money. Because if you think about it, people always want... There's not enough scary movies out. Like, every couple months one comes out. It's not like action movies or comedies where you're like, Oh, good, another Chris Hemsworth movie. And don't get me wrong... I love Chris Hemsworth. The only reason I said Chris Hemsworth is because there's a new Chris Hemsworth action movie out right now, as there is always, because Chris Hemsworth is everywhere. And you know what? Not complaining. <laughs> He's good. I'm not, I'm not upset that I see him all the time. Oh. Someone who is making a big comeback right now. I don't know if you guys are watching the Kevin James... YouTube stuff from King of Queens and the Grown Ups cinematic universe. <laughs> I can't believe that in 2020, I am out here going, you know who's pretty cool? Kevin James <laughs> would not have thought that was going to be my year. But Kevin James is making some cool stuff. He's got these sketches that he's putting out on YouTube that one of them is he's a sound guy and they just basically green screen and cut him into movie scenes, I Am Legend, The Notebook, whatever, and he's, you know, interacting with the characters. And those are funny. They're fine. But he's also got these little, like, two or three minute short films that are beautifully shot and like his performances are great in and they're funny and like quirky. And you're like, wait, was Kevin's 
James super cool this whole time? Like, did we just write off Kevin James because we were like, ah, oh, he's in the goofy Adam Sandler movies and whatever. And then it, it, no, he's legit. They're great. They're great videos. Also, I feel like we have a tendency, anyone who worked on like a big TV show a few years, like it's something like Ray Romano who had according or everybody loves Raymond or Jim Belushi with according to Jim or Kevin James with King of Queens, these big shows that were big 20 some years ago. I feel like we have a tendency when we stop seeing those people in new stuff, we're like, Oh, their career fell off. They couldn't get work. They must not be talented. But then I looked up Kevin James net worth. He's worth $80 million. That's a lot of money. And you don't realize, like, the cast of Friends, the cast of According to Jim, once those shows go into syndication and are just running reruns all the times, once they're running reruns all the times, I'm from New York, the cast is getting residual checks off that. They're just getting monthly checks from those shows. And it's like, oh, maybe they're not doing new stuff because they don't want to. Maybe they made a show for like 10 years and are like, I think I'm good. I've got $80 million. I'm going to make some weird little YouTube sketches now. <laughs> Turns out that was Kevin James's dream all along. Highly recommend. Check out those Kevin James videos. I'm going to take a big drink of water. Do you like that? That ASMR? Yum, yum, yum. Oh, I don't know how I feel about ASMR. <laughs> it makes me uncomfortable. Every time I see anything like that, all I can think is just, ah, why are we doing this to ourselves? What, who hurt you? What, what deep, dark thing happened in your past that you're like, I need to go online and I need to listen to a random uh, pretty woman with dark hair. Just go, hi, this is, this is Jenna and we're going to be doing some ASMR today. What is that? <laughs> it's terrifying is what it is. That's, oh, that's, that's what I'm going to do. While I'm on summer vacation, I'm going to write an ASMR horror movie. I'm going to make it for $15,000. And somewhere out there, a nerdy fella who's 17, covered in acne, and can't, uh, <laughs> can't take the garbage out from the theater is going to be terrified by my ASMR <laughs> horror movie. The credits are just going to be... Credits of the movie, and this is ASMR. <laughs> Some people might not know what ASMR is. Basically, what it is is it's people making very 
quiet, soft sounds like whispering or rubbing the mic like this or combing hair or like cutting paper. It's very like quiet, soft sounds recorded. And then, you know, that like chills down your spine feeling you get when you it's like that, like that pleasant, like, Ooh, feeling you get for me, um, like big, like I get it from like big, loud, like movie trailers and stuff like cool, like, Whoa, like the first time I saw the dark Knight trailer and it's just that like, boom, and Oh, it's Batman and all that. I was shivering like crazy. That's what gets me going. <laughs> but ASMR is quiet stuff meant to trigger that response in certain people. Which is doesn't work for me, so that's why I that's why I criticize it. <laughs> Anything that I'm like, yeah, that's not for me. It's stupid. <laughs> Anything that's not personally for me should be for no one. That's my opinion in life, and that's what I'm sticking to. <laughs> uh, I feel like most people who know me even a little bit are going to be able to tell you that quiet things just happening around me are not going to give me a pleasurable response. <laughs> I need huge amounts of loud, explosive things happening for me to go, huh. <laughs> that's, that's a, it's, I know it's a weird, gross face that I'm making when I do that. It, I know what it looks like. I know. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do to sell the bit. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's something I'm really discovering about myself. I, the more it's cool. I'm getting a lot of time to just hang out by myself. And, uh, you know, my therapist calls it descend into madness, but <laughs> they seem like a quack. <laughs> I'm calling it learning about myself. Going on a journey of self-discovery. And one thing I'm learning as I'm doing a lot of just tindering and bumbling and hinging, not riaing. Don't got enough Instagram followers for that. Got to be famous to get a raya. As I'm just cycling through my dating apps, I've really realized that I'm only attracted to people who look like me. Turns out I'm a narcissist, and I probably should have known that earlier. <laughs> As I'm scrolling through, it's like, oh, tall, dark hair, thin, big eyes? Yes. Anything else? No. <laughs> and... I feel like there is a certain level of health in that, in that when I actually meet people, I'm attracted to people who have similar personalities to me. But it's hard to tell someone's personality on online dating. 
because everyone has the same three photos. Hiking, dog, wine. Every single person. It's like, here's me hiking. Here's me with a dog. Because the amount of girls who you go, hey, what's your dog's name? And they're like, ha, it's not my dog. That's false advertising. I only texted you because of your dog. I like him. He looks like a good boy or girl. Whatever that dog, whatever that dog identifies as. That's his choice or her choice or their choice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what did I say? Wine. And I'm not drinking right now. Stop drinking in like December. So every time I, every time the amount of people who think that tacos and wine are personality traits on social media, I'm like, hey, don't. The amount of people on their <laughs> dating profiles who are like, things you should know about me. I love tacos and wine. Oh, those aren't personality traits. <laughs> What's my, my personality can be summed up in two words, tacos and wine. <laughs> and I'm like, mine can be summed up in uh, one, uh, one word with a, with a little hyphen in it. Hypercritical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, like, what kind of person is out there going, I know what'll, I know what'll set me apart. <laughs> Hiking dogs and wine. I don't hike. That's not my dog, but I do love wine. <laughs> it's two lies and a truth. Let's play a game. Also, and I got to, the tough thing is I'm so curious as to what guys online dating profiles are like. I'm so curious. Every time I get the chance to cycle through my female friends' tenders, I take it because I just desperately want to know what's the hiking, hiking dogs and wine for guys. Oh, it's got to be like beers with the boys. I feel like a lot of guys are putting, are guys putting kids on like other people's kids? Like, Hey, this is look, I can see that. Um, boats. I'm going to guess it's boats hiking for sure. But I'm betting there's a lot of guys out there who are like, I'm going to, I'm going to post a pic from the boat. Yeah. Barbecues, boats, barbecues, and beers. That's what the guys are posting. Oh, I desperately want to see. I'm going to use that like male to female Instagram or Snapchat filter. going to make a fake profile, start catfishing guys. I desperately want to see what are the overused pictures and overuse what do guys think is a personality you know what i mean what do like boring dudes go oh this is this is a personality drinking is for sure ed most guys don't have a personality and still until they start drinking that's just i feel like that's just a fair thing 
<laughs> Most guys are just like, all I, all I, all I know is, oh, sports. It's definitely sports. Sports is one of them for sure. There are so many guys out there who cannot have a conversation about anything other than sports. And they're great to talk to. <laughs> I don't know anything about sports. That's It's another case of I, I don't enjoy it, so no one else should. <laughs> oh, it's not even that. I don't mind going to a, I don't mind going to a sport match. I'm not, I'm a sporting kind of fella, but I just can't stand talking about it. Cause what, like, what are we talking about, man? The amount of times that I just, it, anytime I'm with a group of other guys and sports come up, I just go, alrighty, well, it's time to retreat into a deep, dark cave in my mind for 25 minutes. <laughs> Just as soon as someone starts going, oh, but you, you know, the, uh, the penguins are absolutely dominant this year. They, uh, traded, uh, uh, I see. I don't even know any names of players to throw in. As soon as that talk starts coming up, I just go, my happy place for some reason has the American national anthem playing. I'm very patriotic for a country I don't live in. <laughs> it's Fergie's version though. That's my happy place is Fergie singing national anthem. <laughs> oh, say can you see? <laughs> oh. And then I'll snap out of it like 25 minutes later and they're like, well, but his, his points on base goal percentage. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh, I have not paid a lot of attention in these. I should have, I should have learned sports. I feel like I would have an easier time connecting with people. You know, when you like haven't seen someone in a few years, I feel like that's when knowing about sports is a great advantage. Because it's like, hey, we're both up on the old... The old tennis stats or whatever. <laughs> That's those are the moments where I'm like, I wish I knew anything that men cared about. Cause I just kind of don't. There's not a lot of like guy stuff that I'm like, I like that a lot. It's there's yeah, it's just not for me. Oh, I'm having moments of realization. On the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> We're learning about ourselves here and now. And that's what's important. Oh. I think all sports would be better if they were more like pro wrestling. And I'll stand by that. Because the reason I don't like sports is I just, I don't, I don't get why I should care who wins or loses. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, yeah, it, no matter who wins or loses, they're all still sports players next week and nothing changes. They still go and they play sports some more 
And like that's still a team and this is still a team. Nothing changes fundamentally. What they need to do is make it more like pro wrestling. Put in some story elements. I would care way more about hockey if they came out on the ice and they were like, oh, the reason the reason the Oilers are playing the Maple Leafs. It's a hockey team, right? Tonight, the reason they're playing is because the Maple Leafs captain, I want to say Austin Matthews, he stole Connor McDavid's girlfriend, and now Connor McDavid has to defeat him to get her back. I'd be like, okay, okay, okay. I'll watch this now. That's what it would take for me to like get into sports is like make it pro wrestling. Make it dumb. Like I want I want it to take 45 minutes for the whole team to get on the ice because they all have their own theme song. I just want <laughs> to hear like down with the sickness. You're like, oh shit, here comes, here comes the new guy. Or halfway through. It's halfway through the hockey game and all oh, the Oilers are down. Oh, they're, it's looking hopeless. Oh, Connor McDavid's not going to get his girlfriend back from Austin Matthews. And then you just hear, Panama! Panama! And you're like, oh my God, is that, that's the theme song of Wayne Gretzky. And then Wayne Gretzky just skates out in the middle of the ice and he's 65 years old. His knees aren't that good anymore. He's dead. Like people are falling. They're taking dives in front of him. It's, it's for the story. This isn't real hockey. They're just diving and he's, oh, deking through them. Just a 70 year old man. And then he just slap shot from half and it goes in and they're like, oh my God, the great one's back. Oh, who could have seen this coming? That's what I want all sports to be. Oh, so much better. If just you're watching some basketball and it's like, well, they got to play each other because, oh, if they don't, then the owner of that team is going to, Oh, he's going to break up the, he's going to buy the other team and he's going to disband them and they're not going to be a team anymore. And you're like, oh my God, this guy's a, he's a crook. We got to stop him. And then just halfway through, you just hear, and John Cena comes out. You're like, he doesn't play basketball. Who cares? It's a guest appearance. This is theater. Make it entertaining. (laughs) That's what it would take for me to get into sports is for it to just become pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, I would love that so much. Well, I think that's uh I think that's it for episode two. I'm gonna go and uh I'm gonna go send some emails off to, you know, here's the thing. They're on summer vacation right now, too. They're not doing sports right now. They could have their moment of turning it all around right now. This is this is your opportunity, sports leagues. This is your opportunity to come back from summer vacation, a new league. Now, a lot of people are like, hey, 
Should the NFL address the rampant spousal abuse, violence, dog fighting? Should they address these things? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Make it more interesting to just me. That's how you should change over your summer vacation. Don't make things better. Make them better for me. <laughs> oh, I really should have called the narcissism thing before the online dating. Really should have. <laughs> oh, this is your opportunity. MLB, just turn everything into pro wrestling. Don't put Vince McMahon on the task force to reopen the economy for the Trump administration. He's busy. He's busy turning every sports league into pro wrestling because that's what we want. Give the people what they want. Oh. All righty. I'll see you guys next week.